Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you for joining us. Um, thanks to everyone who's been sharing the podcast recently. Uh, we're going to talk today about something that I've, I've noticed recently about really the way people um, live and people, Christians, come into a place of defeat and then how to get out of a place of defeat. So I, I doing healing school, I get to see people who come in and, and you can tell their doctrine's wrong and they're discouraged and the devil works overtime to discourage Christians and get them living in defeat. And um, uh, and then you see people come and they sit and they listen to the word and then they the joy returns and people go on and they live in victory. And so it made me realize something, <clears throat> and I believe this will help you today. Um, it made me realize something that most Christians' problems that they have are thinking problems. It's what they've been taught and it's what they think about often. Second Corinthians chapter 10, verse 4 and 5, I'm going to read it in the ESV. It says, For the weapons of our warfare are not the, of the flesh, King James says not carnal, but have divine power to destroy strongholds. We destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God and take every thought captive to obey Christ. The stronghold is in the mind. So people live in defeat because of a way of thinking. I mean, there are demonic strongholds, there's demonic oppression, but there's also just ways of thinking that limits people. You know, take for instance, the blessing of the Lord. The Bible says the blessing of the Lord makes one rich and adds no sorrow with it. The Bible says God blesses his people, surrounds them with favor. It says God called Abraham. It says he called him, he, incre- he blessed him, and he increased him. And so you take a, a, a very easy to spot trend in the Bible that when someone served God with their whole heart, that the Lord, uh, one of the, the parts was a covenant of blessing. Even, even Satan said, does Job fear God for nothing? Haven't you put a hedge of protection around him? Haven't you blessed him and increased him? <laughs> even the devil knows that there's benefits to serving God. So you take something like that, but then people have been taught, oh, that's, you know, that's the prosperity gospel and you must avoid it. There are abuses to everything in the gospel. There's abuses to the move of the Spirit of God. It doesn't mean we back away from the move of the Spirit of God just because someone's doing it for, for vainglory, you know. There's people who've had a touch from God and then they use the anointing for their own benefit. So there's ways to do things wrong, but then there's ways to do things right. There's people who manipulate people to give and it's wrong, but it doesn't mean that, that it's not, there's not a true... Uh, doctrine of prosperity, but it's it's thinking problems, it's limiting thoughts. Oh, that could never be me, you know, limiting thoughts. And so, people, most Christians have thinking problems that need to be resolved. When you get born again, God gives you a new spirit, man, a new heart. There's love in there. There's joy in there. There's peace in there. There's there's compassion. There's faith. There's what you need. The gifts of the spirit, the fruit of the spirit, is inside your spirit. The moment you get born again, the moment you're born again, you're just as righteous as someone who's been born again for 40 years. It's the righteousness is the gift of God, the Bible says. So you receive God's righteousness. It's not your righteousness. Paul said, you know, not a righteousness that's my own, but that that comes by Christ. So we we walk out our salvation from a place of like God's completed work. I'm perfect the moment I get born again. Now my mind needs to be renewed, the Bible says in Romans 12 too, and be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you can prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Transformation in our lives comes by renewing our mind to what God wants. You grow in grace. Your spirit man, your spirit man has to be perfect to have any access to God. So that's why the Bible says we can come boldly to the throne of grace. It's because God made us perfect. Even though our thinking's not perfect, our Spirit, man, 
which gives us an approach to God is perfect. It has to be that way. But so the problem is thinking. The, the mind is the problem. The issue and what I want to get to in this podcast is when people can come and sit in the right doctrine and hear the correct doctrine and hear it for weeks on end, years on end, and then once they're done hearing the correct doctrine, you talk to them and they're still spouting out nonsense. Like the doctrine has made no changes. The, the right preaching has made no changes in their life. So then the problem is not a thinking problem. It's not a problem in the mind. It's a hearing problem. If you can, he- it's like if you go to the gym and you're working out and you're working out and then a trainer comes to you and says, hey, just so you know, your form is off. Can I show you how to do that properly? And you say, yeah, please do. And they show you, and then you adjust, and then you're getting better. Your muscles are growing better. You're not hurting yourself. It, so, uh, a trainer can give that advice to two people. The one can decide to continue in what he was doing. The other one can change and improve because of it. The Word of God is here to help us change and improve, change and, and, and grow in the things of God. So when you find people who saying the same thing, speaking defeat. You know, in healing school, we, we have people all the time, you know, the devil's, you know, the devil's hindering me from progressing. First of all, the devil doesn't have any authority over you. You serve Jesus and Jesus beat the, the devil. Read Hebrews 2.15, read Colossians 2.14 and 15. God made a show of principalities and powers openly. He defeated them openly. He destroyed him who had power of the, de- the power of death that is the devil. The devil can't hinder you. But if you believe the devil has power of you, then the father of lies has convinced you that he's got power of you, that he can stop your progress. What was the purpose of the work of Christ if Jesus, if, if the devil can just come and stop our progress and hinder us? He can try, but if we move, press in by ourselves, we can, and the word of God, we can progress past him. We can defeat him. You don't need to have a prayer chain of a hundred people to get you out of a mess. So people believe this nonsense, but it's lies of the devil. And so then it's become a hearing problem. Now, I want you to notice something that Jesus said pretty often. I'm going to read Matthew 11. And it says here, he said this line fairly often when he was speaking. It's all throughout the New Testament. And he said, uh, I'm going to read verse 12, Matthew 11, 12 through uh, 15. And it says, from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven has suffered violence and the violent take it by force for all the prophets and the law prophesied until John. And if you are willing to accept it, he is Elijah who has come. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. So, so Jesus is saying, we, we obviously know that he wasn't talking about anatomy. He wasn't saying, hey, if you happen to have a set of ears on your head, you'll be able to understand this. He was talking about understanding. So he's talking about spiritual understanding, spiritual ears. What I said now, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence. What does that mean? It doesn't matter if you can hear the words if you don't know what they mean. The laws, the law prophesied up until John. What was he saying? He's saying, I'm the, I'm the Messiah. I'm the one to come. I'm the fulfillment of everything in the law and the prophets. And the kingdom of heaven suffers violence and the violent taken by force. Hey, he's basically saying, since, since John came to prepare the way for me, since the days of John, king, the kingdom of God is open for business. Now, w- before, King David didn't go to heaven. He went to paradise, which is in the middle of the earth. He went to Abraham's bosom, which is in the middle of the earth. So... Th- it suffers violence, the violent, you, you can storm the gates of heaven now, but not everyone understood that. So there were people who were what Jesus called dull of hearing. Revelation two gives all the letters to the churches. And then at the end says, he who has an ear, let him hear what the spirit says to the churches. Uh, verse Matthew thirteen fourteen. indeed, in their case, the prophecy of Isaiah is fulfilled that says you will indeed hear, but never understand. 
you will indeed see but never perceive, for this people's heart has grown dull, and with their ears they can barely hear, and their eyes they have closed, lest they should see with their eyes, and hear with their ears, and understand with their heart, and turn, and I would hear them. But blessed are your eyes, for they see, and your ears, for they hear. How about that? So there's eyes that see, and and ears that hear, and ears that don't hear. You have to decide that when it comes to the Word of God, you're not going to be dull of hearing. And we can grow almost, and I know you're listening to a podcast, not because your parents forced you to, and this is your homework. You're doing this because you're choosing to. So maybe I'm preaching to the choir. But there's people, you know, having had opportunities to minister, you can look out into a crowd, and there's people who are sitting there, and every word that's coming forth, you see the life in their face. You see the joy that's bubbling up on their heart. And then you see people who after three days, I mean, healing school, we go Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, you get to Thursday. And, and you've been preaching nine, basically 9.30 to 2 p.m., sometimes later, preaching, ministering, with one short break in the middle, preaching the Word of God. And there's people who track with you the whole time, and then there's people you look, and they're just as depressed, they're just as sad, they're just as let down, they're just as defeated. On day four, after literally 20 hours of the Word, what's happening? The Word hasn't pierced their heart. It doesn't take a thousand scriptures to get someone to a place of victory. One scripture. Oh, now thanks be unto God who always causes us to triumph. But people are dull of hearing. And I'm going to tell you why they're dull of hearing. So this is an encouragement and an exhortation to you to make sure that you're never dull of hearing. Number one, it's how you esteem the Word of God. The Word of God, even though we make a point to listen to the Word of God every day, it can't be commonplace. You have to remember that the Word is pure power. It's the only and greatest creative, well, really, it's the greatest creative force in 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 the universe. It's what created the world around you. So the trees that you see out there are proof that the word is real. The grass that you see in the ground that's bringing forth, the ground bringing forth grass is proof that the word is real. You and I are proof that the word of God is real. So there's, there's it's creative force. Everything you see comes from the unseen. And so you can't treat the word as commonplace. Make it a habit that when you're scrolling through it, through Instagram or Facebook or whatever, and you see someone post a scripture, slow down and read the scripture and ingest it. Treat it like it's, a, like it's food, like it's your food source. So people take the word as just commonplace. Oh, I've heard that before. They scroll past the scriptures. What are you looking for? What's more important to you? The news about the election, what's your friend, the pictures your friend took, or the, or the mighty word of God? Some people may need to repent and ask God, forgive me for treating the word as commonplace and and set aside time. Be disciplined to be in the word. It's not religious to, to have a set aside time to read the word every day. I would encourage you, you should, you should be reading 15, 15 minutes on the very low end, really 30 minutes to an hour every day making time. Well, I don't have time for that. Yeah. You work eight hours a day. You sleep eight hours a day. What about the other eight hours a day? You know, there's 24. You don't even need to sleep eight hours. Why don't you sleep seven hours and wake up early and spend time in the Word? There's always time. Always time. Well, I go to school. Great. You know, if you're a Bible school student, you should not only be in the Word while you're in Bible school, but also outside. You should have time just to show that you're an extra person who, who goes over and above. You're not a minimum person. So this is what happens. And I'm going to read to you in Luke Eight. It's one of the accounts of the parable of the sower, and I think it does a great job to, to kind of bring out why some seed bears fruit and why the other one doesn't. Now, the parable is this. The seed is the word of God. These by the wayside are they that hear. Then comes the devil and takes away the word out of their hearts, lest they should believe and be saved. The first thing the devil's going to do is contradict the word. So when you hear the word, a con- contradicting word will come forward. Oh, you've heard that before. 
Oh yeah, you know, you tried that before. Oh, that's going to work for somebody else but you. Oh, you're you, you're you're a screw up. Oh yeah, it's not it's never going to work. You don't have enough faith. So the devil will try to pull that away. Oh, you know, someone else tried that and it didn't work for them. There's always going to be a conflicting word that comes with the word, but you refuse you you refuse that. Number two, they on the rock are they which when they hear receive the word with joy, and these have no root which for a while believe and in a time of temptation fall away. So what are we talking about here? We're talking about um, people who, number one, the way, the way to progress from being the person that the devil steals the word from immediately to the next one is to receive it with joy. We talked about this on another podcast. So you receive it with joy. Lord, thank you for your word. I receive it. I believe it. And you move forward that way. But temptation comes. Sin comes. The sin which so easily besets us. And people get people are more attracted to sin than they are to the things of God. And so they fall away. And then verse 14, and they which fell among thorns are they which after when they have heard, go forth and are choked with cares and riches and pleasures of this life and bring no fruit to perfection. These are people who hear the word of God, but then they hear other things and those other things catch their ear and they just become dull of hearing and they're focused on everything else. Decent things, but they're focused on things that are outside of the word of God. Your main focus in life should always be the word of God. What is God saying to you right now? I should be able to call all of you and say, what's the Lord doing in your life? What's the Lord speaking to you? You should be digging in the word, not to get a message. I don't dig in the word to get a message. You know, these podcasts, I don't, I don't go searching scriptures to get podcasts. I have time in the word and the Lord quickens things to my heart. Last night alone, the Lord put three different podcasts to my heart, three things, things that have been going over in my heart as I study the word. I never go to the scriptures looking for a message. I go to the scriptures for myself and messages are birthed. You, you, you choose to make the word of God your priority. And then it says here, the cares of this life, verse 15, but that on good ground are they which in an honest and good heart. So what's the key? An honest and a good heart. Paul said in Hebrews, 13, or the writer of Hebrews, in all things willing to live honestly. Man, how about that? All things willing. Are you willing to live honestly? Are you willing to never sin again? Are you willing to not have a secret thing with a boy or a girl on the side? Are you willing to stop texting? That, that boy or girl that you know, you know, it's not, it's not the right thing. Oh, you know, they're my friend. No, but if you're attracted to them and you're, and you're feeding that and that's feeding you, that's a problem. Willing to live honestly, honest and good heart, having heard the word, keep it and bring forth fruit with patience. And there's the key. When you hear it, you choose to keep it. You know, the scriptures that you're meditating on now will benefit you all the way till Jesus comes back. I'm choosing to keep the word. I'm not progressing. I mean, I am progressing in one sense, but I'm not moving past it. Oh, I don't need to know anything about that. Salvation is the, is the key theme of the scripture, faith. People want to progress to these crazy revelations, things. Oh, you know, I believe about the Nephilim and the flat earth and the people get into stuff, you know, the pre-Adamite race and people get into stuff that doesn't matter. Stuff you should never be preaching from the pulpit. Salvation, Jesus Christ. I preach Jesus Christ and him crucified the powers in the resurrection, all that stuff, if it was or if it wasn't, doesn't really matter. Jesus Christ and him crucified. That's the gospel. The gospel is the power of God unto salvation. So today, as good hearers who hear the word, choose to continue in the word. When you hear something that comes alive in your spirit, that's actually the Lord telling you, you need to go study this out. You don't just hear it and then, oh, that was awesome. I'm glad I got inspired. No, you go and you start writing down scriptures. 
you start studying, you, you get into the, what the words mean, you see where else they're used in the Bible, the Holy Ghost will bring you to other scriptures. That's how you form a foundation that you can even talk, begin to speak on a subject. Study. Continue in the word. So people, if you see people who are around the things of God and are always still living in defeat, you know, my wife said, when I said this, I was talking to my family in a, in a family chat and I said, you know, people, it's a thinking problem. But really, when it's a thinking problem, if they've heard good doctrine, then it's a hearing problem. And my wife said, hearing takes humility. And you know, the Bible says the love of money is the root of all evil. But if you look at the original sin, it was pride that came before a fall. So I think there, for humans, the love of money can be a, a big deal. But that wasn't, you know, Satan's fall wasn't, um, wasn't for money. It was, it was over pride. It was being puffed up. And so you see that, that it's humility. It takes humility to hear, to receive instruction. It takes humility to receive direction, to receive correction. To, it takes humility to receive a rebuke and say, thank you. I need to learn. I need to get better. You know, I'm sorry I didn't learn that sooner. It takes humility. It takes humility to learn. Humble yourself to learn. Man, God's got good things in store for you. Let's keep our hearts ready to receive from the Word every single day. God bless you. I love you. We'll see you on the next podcast.